It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. Upon the death of Queen Elizabeth II, a far-left American professor tweeted the following. I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. That is by Associate Professor of Second Language Acquisition at Carnegie Mellon U University, Professor Uju Anya. Hello everyone, I am the least woke man in America. Welcome to another pod and video cast. Here, where we continue to fight against the far woke progressive left and the Praghelia, the meatless, gunless, godless, abortion-filled, crime-ridden hellhole, which you can see miniature versions of, by the way, in Philadelphia, in New York City, in Chicago, in San Francisco, and other cities throughout the country. So, Queen Elizabeth passes away, which is sad. Uh, just a little, my personal view, for what it's worth. I put on the Never Woke Nation Facebook page that one of the reasons I think she was revered is because she's the opposite of an Instagram model, like her or hate her. And a lot of people thought that was funny, which of course was supposed to make a point and be funny, like so many things that come out of my genius. Just kidding around. Just What's wrong with self-confidence, people? Masculinity? Aren't we supposed to be the opposite left? Work with me here. Okay, so just kidding. But um, So it's supposed to be funny, but my point was that, you know, with the money she had, the wealth, the 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 fame, the notoriety, the pomp, the houses, the horses, it could have went to her head. What percentage of not just British people, not just white people, but humans can be born into that and still care as much about their country and their families, things outside of self like she did. I think really think that being part of the uh, silent generation, the generation that was children during World War II, had a profound effect on it. Just a very, very mature generation, a contributing generation, and I really believe that's the purpose of events like that in life, as hard as they are sometimes. It's just a, the level of maturity that those generations, and we are still standing on their maturity, as much as the left demonize they're literally you ever notice the left literally demonizes generations and people whose shoulders we are still standing upon as far as our current wealth our current technology our current infrastructure our current military our defenses everything the world war ii generation the generation behind them the silent generation laid so much of the foundation for that and then you have kooks who are living off all that bad-mouthing them never ceases to amaze me like many of you i'm sure so uh, and then a view host sonny hostin on the view you know the america's great brain trust the view defended what she said now she uh sprinkled it a little bit with well you know uh well she likes the monarchy uh, she said, we all love the glam and pageantry of the British royal family. This is Hostin. 
But she asserted that Queen Elizabeth had presided over widespread injustice during her reign. This is all from the New York Post. I think we can mourn the Queen and not the Empire. Because if you really think about what the monarchy was built on, it was built on the backs of black and round people. Let's let's chew that up with truth. Let's you know, let's put the children in the sandbox and clear this up a little bit. Uh, the empire uh, was impressive. The empire was not perfect. The British people were not perfect. They ruled profound parts of this globe, of this world. And here's the thing: it wasn't like the Nazis. Okay, I know we're in an age where everybody is a fascist now, but the Nazis, you know, would have to send a decent number of troops in because everybody hated them. They were abusive, oppressive. Now, again, not that the British were perfect, but the British controlled large parts of the world. Their navy was huge. Their army wasn't huge. They controlled a lot of the world without a huge army. Why? Because they cut deals with people. They... Um, set up institutions that the people appreciated. Everywhere they went, hospitals, courts, schools, law was all set up. Systems that the people in those colonies didn't have. Barack uh, were set up. Barack Obama's brother said one of the problems, I think it was Nigeria, one of the problems in Nigeria, the British left too soon. That is a quote. I might have the country wrong. I apologize. It just occurred to me. But um, uh, so he said that. And, of course, the ping that came out of the grenade and, you know, I guess Obama doesn't even speak to him. Surprise, surprise. Because Obama's the guy, remember, took the Winston Churchill bust out of the Oval Office. Winston Churchill. Here's the Winston Churchill. Every year on my birthday, I try to watch the new movie. I watched it. My birthday was recently The Darkest Hour but Winston Churchill. One of my favorite movies of all time. You cannot watch that movie. Yes, he was a flawed man. Even he admitted it. Emotionally unstable, undisciplined, cranky. Despite all that, the man saved Western civilization. Dunkirk, look it all up. You know, he had a, made a lot of mistakes during his career. And the British knew that, and he knew that, but he was the man at the time. What does Barack Obama do? Gets the bust out. And really, that was woke. You know, that was woke. Obama was woke. Well, Obama, if there was a Mount Rushmore of woke, Obama. Probably would have been there at one point. He's probably not meeting their expectations at this point because it's almost impossible to meet expectations of the left. But don't forget that. So the empire was impressive. It wasn't perfect. Like any, but as far as, if you oh, put it this way, if you put a perspective, all the empires, and many have existed, which oppressed many people with the same skill or color as mine throughout the history of mankind, if you had a spectrum as far as really mean versus really nice, the British were on the nicer end. And a lot of people, there's a reason why the empire is for the most part gone, but there's like, I forgot, over a dozen countries that still use the monarchy as their head of state, like Canada. Okay, so nobody would want the Nazis to be the head of state. So let's clean that up about the empire. And like I said, I mentioned that about the queen. And then she talked about the black and brown people. This is Sonny Hostin on The View. I even got to the other idiot yet at the Carnegie Mellon. Blacks and brown people. Well, let, wait a second. You know, I have an English surname in my real life and uh, uh, didn't come from wealth. When the empire was built, do you really think all the kids on those naval ships, the sailors, the farmers, were all making a lot of money? They weren't even middle class. They might have owned stuff, unlike the slaves. So technically, you can own property. But I mean, if you go even go back to the original English feudal system before uh, their parliament was set up, before the Magna Carta and everything, they white people in Britain, England couldn't own land. They were serfs and peasants. So pump the brakes on the empire being evil and pump the brakes, and the whole thing was built in black and brown people. Did you know Amazing Grace, the greatest Christian hymn of all time, 
written by John Newton, former slave trader, found Jesus Christ, real Christian conversion, not, you know, uh, he didn't become a progressive social activist, fake Christian. I'm talking about real Christian conversion. William Wilberforce, real Christian confer conversion. He, you know, he's not like, uh, what's that name, guy? Sean, I forgot his last name, the radical leftist. I think somehow Christianity is turning guns into plowshares. Um, Shane Claiborne, yeah, he's a piece of work. Look him up. So anyway, um, real Christian men became the leading late, late 1700s leaders of the anti-slave movement. England, which then precipitated the American anti-slave movement, anti-slavery movement. This is all real historical facts, 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 not emotional, hate-filled victimhood nonsense. All right, so that's what the view host said. Now let's go to a real piece of work here, this Carnegie Mellon professor, just a fountain of hate. And you know from previous podcasts, I have said we are drinking from a dangerous fountain in many ways in this country. All the way back to I think it was the one with the crazy, remember DeSantis shut shutdown, that six and seven-year-olds having adult school teachers in their face talking that to them about gender identity. And I said, this is just dangerous stuff that is spit out in our culture. And here's the most critical thing, not the most, but very critical. Like many of you, I am now considered a fascist. Okay, I label it fascist, but I am a fascist who thinks this nut should be able to tweet this. Twitter suspended her account. Twitter should not be suspending her account. Okay, this is free speech. She should be allowed to say this. The view host should be allowed to say this, whatever they want. And then people like me, and I mean, I know other right-leaning podcasters are all talking about this right now. Not all, but most of them, how nuts the left's reaction was to the queen dying. And then we push back. And then people in the country listen to both sides. That's freedom of speech, which I defend. Which find a conservative, find a Republican, find a MAGA person that wants anyone in this country censored for anything. I dare you. Yet we are the fascists, the people who support people owning guns, private property ownership, who tell you to eat what you want to eat, drive what you want to drive. We are being called the fascist. So now fat, the fake fascist, it's fake fascism. You know, we had fake Russia, Russia, Russia. Now we have fake fascism. Create a hashtag. It's fake fascism. You have the real fascists creating fascists that they can save the world from. It's all nuts. So this lunatic at um, Carnegie Mellon, uh, she should be allowed to say this. Her account should not be taken down. That's the crazy thing. I can guarantee she thinks I'm a fascist, white, conservative, male, Trump supporter. So I'm a fascist in her own mind after she says that about the queen. And I wouldn't say that about my worst enemy, but God forbid, you know, even though supposedly my empathy capacity is not there being a white conservative male. So she, she, and Twitter, there's fascism on Twitter's part. I mean, it's their private platform, their private company. I mean, they, they do have some right in this as far as what they take down, but the idea that she said it, immediately shut it down, and that makes me a good person because I stopped her from using this platform and saying what she wants. No, it doesn't make you a good person. What makes you a good person is allowing her to say it and then the rest of us responding it, it art, with articulation, with facts, with intellect, with passion, and then letting the people decide what they think. And then when you come from a platform like most of us do, that human beings might not be perfect, but overall, do not like this type of thing, the good side ends up winning. But you have to let this be exposed first. So, so she has said that 
her account was taken down. In so many of these situations, I think to myself, I hope I'm not pronouncing her name right. Even despite what she said, I will show her respect. So, Uju, Anya, um, how many miniature versions of her are out there? In high schools, public schools, colleges, at corporations, determining who gets hired, when they do get hired, um, who gets promoted. Scary stuff, especially for you who work in the corporate world, who have young kids coming up. You, re you really got to think this through. And so she makes this hate-filled comment. And, and, and again, the let, I'll leave it on this. One, the other thing this exemplifies is the stunning stunning self-deception on the left. You know, I won't get religious, regardless of what religion you are, if you're not religious, I, even most real, you know, open-minded, God forbid, people who aren't religion still espouse to philosophies, etc. So Luke 11.35 in the Bible, Jesus said, see to it then that the light within you is not darkness. I always remind myself of that. You know, you could just create this ego, like the left has more than anybody else in the history, well, except for the Nazis maybe, of superiority of self-righteousness and you can build on it and it's completely cloaked in self-deception and so you have a group here in her own mind when she's talking about someone dying slowly with a painful death she thinks that is the story and see it's this big collective story that is so dangerous we're the victims we're the underdogs we're the oppressed so there's no limit to how much pain you should experience there's no limit to how much of your stuff we should take and while at the same time, it's a poison that builds up. I mean, put it, you know, um, I know a lot of times that uh, weddings, Christian, non-Christian, lukewarm, you know, they read the quote from Paul in the book of Corinthians about love. Uh, most of you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to repeat it. But if I don't have love, I forgot how it goes. I should, that's bad on my part. But you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so love is a critical part. It's, he talks about if I don't have, if I even if I have gifts, no matter what I have, if I don't have love, then I'm not in great shape. And so, you take that mentality, which no one lives up to perfectly, and you try to live, try to live in a house somewhere for a year with someone with what Paul's saying versus what with this woman. I'll leave it at that. Okay, philosophies matter, behavior matters, self, you know, self-deception matters and that's why this is so scary you literally have a group of people that can say stuff like this espouse hate burn down buildings restrict the rights of other human beings with that crazy arrogant i'm making for those of you watching the podcast you're missing out on my hillary clinton carol baskin <laughs> look on the face <laughs> so, but you don't know, try to they that crazy where they just stare no matter how much you hit them the truth they just stare ahead with that self-righteous look in their eyes and it scares the hell out of me just as much as it does all of you so this has really been a case study at least for me um like a lot of you i just i respect the queen as a person i'm a big history buff i just did a video recently and it's on the youtube channel and on the facebook page um, and now the videos, by the way, are now going to be on Rumble, Instagram, TikTok. I just, I caved, just throw them all over the place. But um, uh, about, it's a short three or four minute video. I just said when you're a history buff, you're haunted by it. And I started with a great paragraph from Victor Davis Hanson recently, the piece that he did, because you know what's happened in the past, and there's nothing new under the sun. You know the old saying? 
I know it's a biblical saying, but a lot of people use it in all different philosophy. There's nothing new. So you just, when you study history, you see the same stuff is rehashed and it haunts you because people, and I'm not saying to be arrogant. I'm not a progressive. I don't, I know the history. No one else does with a little smirk and they're all stupid. No, I see it as some people, as I've mentioned in the video, some people like cars, some people like fishing, some people like history, some people like sports, some people like me, like a lot of different things. But I look at it as when you are a history person because I know how people are. Other people, you mentioned history, you know, they start, they pass out and start snoring. But you know it and you have to let everybody know about it because it just repeats itself. And so, and I, and I mentioned that in the video. And that's why we have such a duty to get this out. Because this idea of a bunch of people who are self-deceived, restricting the rights of others out of a big ocean of victimhood, it's just Germany in the 1920s and 30s. That's all it is. And so this has exemplified it. It has been a case study in it. And I just it was amazed. I mean, what woke me up to this was, I didn't know anything about it, to be honest with you. Someone texted me, a family member of mine, early in the day, said, can you believe the stuff they're saying about the queen? And this person that sent me the message, he's not like a big, he's a history person, but not a big monarchy obsessed person, and neither am I. You know, I, I think it's neat. I don't get caught up in the drama of who's getting divorced and who's sleeping with who and who said what. But from a historical perspective, it's interesting. I thought she was a good person. And I thought most a lot of Americans thought that way. I know there's Americans caught up in the monarchy. It's weird to me, but whatever. The British make a fortune off the monarchy. Don't think for a second they lose money on the market. Uh, monarchy. When the baby, first uh, William and Kate, first baby was born, they sold one billion items around the world so the british people come out way ahead on the monarchy but despite what you might think that's the math so he sends me a message saying did you hear about what they're saying about the queen and i'm like oh, what 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 now like i always said progressives is like this the bad kid in the family now what and then i go on i watch tucker and I, just this explosion of hate i we can't even have queen elizabeth dying without this nonsense which and then part of it concerns me because 20 years, even 20 years ago, early 2000s, would there have been an explosion like this? You know, Rush Limbaugh, God bless his soul, he might have found one or two here and there, uh, professors or media, pub, you know, far left media publications. But now I think they think that he can say this, not just because of social media. I don't think it's just that. But I think they think in their own mind, and they might be right is what I'm saying, that there's so many other people that agree that they have cover, as I call it, to go ahead and say this and be applauded as a profile and courage. So that's the world we are living in, and us spewing hate back is not necessary. Am I spewing hate right now? I'm going to tell you right now, you could play this pod or video cast to any of your wishy-washy friends in the middle, and they probably, I'm not, I'm just, I am a very humble man, I am flawed in many ways, but they would probably think this through, and say, wow, he's got a point. And I don't, I'm not casting hate towards her. I'm not casting hate towards them. I'm exposing this and showing the big picture. And again, if we have confidence, as we should, in our positions and our philosophies, we should know that people in the middle who are a little more ambiguous will wake up and say, yeah, this isn't right. And that's that needs to be our primary focus. So again, I was not planning on doing a podcast on Queen Elizabeth. I think she was a good person. I like the monarchy. There's so many other things going on. But when this popped, how could you not say something? Because uh, we're part of the Never Woke Nation. I'm the least woke man in America. And it's like whack-a-mole. The wokies, she died. They all start popping up, and you got to pound them right back down verbally. 
through speech, not physically, because you don't have to. They're so nuts. That, like I said, the people in the middle, you expose them, articulate the way I am, and they all run away because they have nothing to stand on. And then they get in their little huddle and they regroup and chew off each other's craziness. And then another event takes place and we expose them all again. And that's how the game is played. So I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast video cast there's many many videos that i don't put on the podcast on the youtube channel three or four minute ones and there's going to be many more here as time goes on so always keep that in mind uh, keep that in mind so everyone enjoy the weekend until next time i am the least woke man in america